0: Hello friends, welcome to Startup Simplified, a Kathetic podcast. Today I'm going to be your host. I'm Jimmy, the co-founder of Ketitik and today we'll have Pippin, co-founder of Ketitik and he's going to be in the hot seat today answering some questions from me. Bipin, such a pleasure to be here. Likewise, Chief. likewise. Thank you for hosting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a role reversal this thing. Yes, yes. I've been looking forward to this day. So, you been well? I've been I've been well. I've been well. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. So, I wanted to really touch up on this podcast that you've been doing for quite a while. I understand that you've
1: almost done 10, often if not more. Yeah, we we've completed almost 10 episodes now. Right. Uh a few more are lined up uh for for the next couple of months. Yep. Then we're going to take a bit of a pause. Um because so far, we've been speaking to a lot of founders, and uh, now we're going to bring a lot of venture capitals oh. uh, on the podcast. Get their view as well. Yep. And after that, we plan to start a series where we are discussing different verticals, like for example, edtech, uh, fintech, uh, AI. So we want to do more of a panel discussion where we bring in experts from different uh, domains. And try and understand different uh, verticals and how they operate in Indonesia. Right. But yeah, it's been great fun, great yeah. journey. So I, I'm curious, right? I uh, Doing this kind of
0: podcast, it takes in a lot of your time, especially you as the founder of the company. <laughs> and it's a big investment, right? And sure. you have so many other things on your plate. <laughs> how does this actually stack up in terms of your priority? And why is, it, is,
1: is that so? Hmm, good question. So, uh, fortunately, it does not take a lot of time because I don't prepare for any of my podcasts. Uh, there's zero preparation, to be honest. Uh, I, I basically just get into the podcast and uh, it's, it's a very genuine flow with which we go. So yeah, it is it is that two to three hours, uh, which, which it goes. Uh, so from time perspective, I think it's pretty all right. The reason why we wanted to do this uh, is more important. So one is a selfish reason that we wanted more brand awareness for Krathitik. Right. Mm. Uh, we are super fresh, first time founder. Right, right. Uh, we wanted more awareness yeah. for Kritik. Yeah, So that was one of the reasons why we started with the podcast in the first place. And second was that uh, I genuinely feel that uh, there are a lot of very interesting podcasts happening in India and in the west when it comes to well, startups right but that was missing in southeast asia so we were like okay let's start with indonesia first because there's a lot of action happening over here yep and then gradually bring in more folks from singapore and the other countries right and explore the landscape as such right. because it's very different right i mean uh, southeast asia itself is very unique within which indonesia is more unique right so uh, the idea was to bring the journeys of founders uh, mm. to the uh, to the audience, right? Every jo- every founder's journey is very unique, right? Right. I mean, I had a chat with you, I had a chat with Wafa, I had a chat with uh, Masari from Flip. Very unique uh, journeys, right? Very unique journeys, but they all lead to pretty much the same success, which we are talking about. So the idea was that, okay, let's give an audience the taste of different methods, different journeys, which lead to building a strong, successful startup. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. How do you actually see, you know, like having this, this podcast, how do you weave that into eventually uh, building the success of Katetic at a later date?
1: Well, I mean, although we try to keep a bit separate, the mm-hmm. podcast and kathitic mm-hmm. the idea is uh, to generate a lot of uh, a lot of noise around kathitic like for an example uh, for example you right you're running a pretty strong successful uh, startup Kitalolus. which employs now close to what 200 people uh yeah to 300 300 people, 300 people right now when i interview you I am directly reaching out to those 300 people. Right. And that is my target audience at Kartathik. Oh, I see. White-collared yeah, uh, people. Right. So I am able to reach out to 300 people at a fraction of cost. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, I learn personally from your experience. I mean, you. this is your third startup. Uh, I learn a lot from your experience. Number three, I get to know more founders so there's a strong network effect which comes into play right like I, I mean you being very sweet uh but it has become so easy for me now right just to drop your text that hey bro need this help right yeah because we were because we spend that kind of time yeah right yeah so yeah i mean there are a lot of factors uh for this uh, for this podcast but the most important one is to bring different founder journeys Right, uh, to the audience. Right. That's the most crucial one. Right. Rest everything is a selfish reason. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Understand. Okay,
0: thank you for sharing. Sure. So, want to understand? Um, you've been, you told me that this is the first time you being a founder, and you have a kid, one kid, right? One, yeah, one kid, one kid. Have, uh, a son, Gaurav. No, his name is Palash I'm so sorry about no. that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's actually a big race so, I, w- I was speaking with one of my uh, colleague the other time, mm-hmm. and he asked me, well, you know, being a co-founder, it's not just about having the right motivation, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to do more than that. Yeah. And well, we answered, yeah, especially when you have a family. Mm-hmm. So, my co-founder said that, yeah, you need to have, without income, 24 months of runway to make sure that your company can actually, not your company, your family can, can actually buy services. Yeah, and so forth right yeah, 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 yeah. and it's a it's a race you're having a kid and then you
1: have a wife yeah. you, why do you want to make that leap mm, good mm-hmm. question I have I've tried to ask this to myself <laughs> a lot of times that oh, are you an idiot why are you doing this <laughs> but uh, so uh, multiple factors uh, to it one that uh, I was itching to bring uh, a product like kari uh, to Southeast Asia for last three and a half, four years. Right, right, right. Uh, the short form news app—the whole concept—I uh, was marinating on that for a very long time. Right. So the itch, wa- the itch was there in there, very real. That is one. Second, uh, I figured out that I mean, I'm 36. Last year I was 36, now 37. Uh, if I don't do it now It's going to get Very tricky It's going to get extremely tricky uh, In the future To basically take this Your energy levels deplete right uh, So One was from an age perspective And third part I believe I personally feel Most founders are a bit crack In their head Uh For <laughs> uh, <laughs> For you to for you to take take this risk against something which is more settled in terms of your yeah. job, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially in this market. Yeah, the market isn't yeah. that uh, that great. Yeah. Uh, you got to be a bit of a crack. Uh, but what I mean by crack, I mean in a positive way that you got to have that extremely strong self belief and belief in the team and the product, right? Uh, For me, uh, there was a very strong belief in terms of uh, the idea, uh, the product, uh, my team, my co-founders, as well as uh, the fact that we figured out that if we can build a strong company in this macroeconomics, there is no way there's no way possible that we we'll fail yeah i mean if you're able to build a strong company with limited amount of venture fund yep uh very very tricky uh sales environment uh if you're able to do that with then I mean, you're you're pretty sorted try right try right. uh on the family side uh, it is always a very uh it's a very individual uh, thing. In my case, thankfully, my wife is very supportive. Uh, we've been married for 10 years. We've dated for four years before that. So we go long way back. Uh, we are very good friends. I think. Right. So uh, she was very supportive of it. I mean, in fact, she even offered to me that, hey, listen, you're going to go into, get into this journey. And um, Jakarta is not cheap. Jakarta is very expensive. She's like, if you want to, we can go back to India, if that helps, in terms of cutting cost for the family. Wow. And I'm like, no, you know what I mean, you you guys are my source of energy. Right? right? Uh, it doesn't make sense. We'll work this out. Uh, and thankfully, so far, it has uh, it has been going well, uh, be it in terms of, uh, be it in terms of uh, motivation, be it in terms of energy, be it in terms of financial discipline, which I've gotten. I think before I became an entrepreneur, I was very indisciplined financially. But now because you have less, you have to be very disciplined. That has helped. Uh, I have quit alcohol. I have gone sober for the last eight months. That has helped a lot in saving money. Happy for you. (laughs) Thanks, man. So that has helped a lot. Uh, But overall, I mean, it has helped. Uh, Not only in terms of money, but overall. uh, So yeah, I mean... uh, uh, to summarize, yeah, you have got to be a bit of a crack, right, uh, to become an entrepreneur. Right. right. At the same time, you need to have this very strong belief uh, in what you're doing, why you're doing, yeah, and how you plan to achieve it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. I mean, it's definitely not an easy journey, right? Uh, it, when when you realize, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur, what well, you, you we, we will realize one day that the chance of us being successful. It's so much less than the challenge of us failing. Correct. And what advices do you have? I'm sure a lot of the viewers here, a lot of them have this itch, mm-hmm. but they don't take that you know, like leap forward because they're still unsure. Yeah, I have family to feed. I have kids to feed. We're still comfortable. But at the same time, they do have belief in your product.
1: No, but no. uh, sure. So look, I mean, if I feel if you are unsure, to take that leap, mm. don't do it. You should you should take that leap of faith only if you have at least on the personal level, within your heart and head, you have certain surety that irrespective of the result, you will enjoy the journey. Look, I mean, as as you rightly said, the the chances of success are so slim in entrepreneurship. I mean, for every successful story which we read on Tech in Asia or Tech there are thousands uh, who have failed and gone into darkness. Yep. Right? More than thousand. Yep. Right? So now, uh, for us, it's it's very, very crucial that you should be sure that, hey, if nothing else, I will enjoy this journey. Right? For me, that is something which, which motivated the most. I'm like, okay, I don't know about the result. Right? What we can do best is put our work out there and I will ensure that I enjoy the journey. Right. right. I I make sure that I enjoy building those relationships within the ecosystem, building a strong team, uh, growing the interns which we hire, grooming them to become good, successful people, uh, as they as they grow in the future, making that impact, at least trying to make that impact. Right. right? Again, impact is a very loosely word used word. Uh, people just use the word impact very loosely. But yeah, for us, it is very important that we make that impact in terms of, let's say, in our case, it's a news reading experience. We make that impact for our users. wherein it saves time for them, Yep, it gives them a clean reading experience, yep. which is missing. Yep, right. So whatever is the impact which you have in mind, uh, you got to be sure at least that you'll enjoy the journey. Right, 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 right. If you have even the slightest of the doubt, my suggestion don't do it. Because then you'll keep cursing yourself. If whenever things go wrong, you'll start cursing yourself in your head. Ah, uh, I told you, no, don't do it. I told you, right? Yep, right. yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's you, you need to have so much clarity, right?
0: Somebody's the top. It's not about the top, about the product, but the dub
1: whether or not you should make that jump, right? Doubt is always about the self. Doubt is always about the self. Right? Uh it's it's look, product clarity, idea clarity, a lot of people have because you think so much about the idea, you start feeling in your head that it is a successful idea. It is, it will be successful. You're very sure about that. But do, do you have it in yourself to sacrifice your sleep, your time, your money, uh a lot more? Yep. Right? Do you do you have it in you? Is the doubt always? Yep. For which I I have I have a test uh, which I have. Uh, it's based based on a lot of uh, yoga techniques. The idea is that can you sit quietly for ten minutes and observe your thoughts? Mm. Right. And if you feel that the thoughts which are coming are very disturbing. Oh, they are very disturbing to you. It's going to be tricky. Because they're disturbing you on your biological level. Right? But if you are able to make peace with your own thoughts, that basically means that you're good for any challenge, right. you're up for any challenge. Right. I, I I've started doing this for last one and a half years. Okay, and uh, it has helped me a lot. Wow. Uh, of course, initially it's very tricky. Yeah. Uh, it's very very tricky. It's helped me a lot. Uh, now I'm going to push myself much more. I mean, I'm going to push myself the way I've never done it. I'm going for one uh, uh, yoga uh, session in Pulsak. It is for mm-hmm. ten days. Uh, for 10 days, you don't have access to internet, books, pen, nothing. You want to be quiet. It's a silent retreat. You meditate almost 11 hours a day uh, throughout. It's called Vipassana meditation. Uh, so from whatever I've heard, and I've spoken to a lot of folks and they're like, this is pro- this is a life-changing thing, right. right? Because it makes you comfortable with your own own self right, right. I just ima- I cannot imagine right now sitting by myself one hour closing my eyes your own thoughts are gonna be like so insane right they you'll just keep yep. going yep. Uh, so many places but I feel speci- I mean I think everyone should do it but especially for an entrepreneur uh, to be very comfortable with yourself your own thoughts is very crucial makes sense
0: coming back to you certainly have a lot of belief and faith in your product and you told me you've marinated it for the past 2-3 years. Do you think that you have um, achieved product market fit? And if so,
1: how do you know that you have achieved product market fit? No, we have not uh, We have not achieved product market fit, uh, to be honest. Uh, we did a lot of rookie mistakes, uh, which generally first-time founders do. So, just to give you an idea, like when we released the product last year, uh, it was an MVP, uh, very decent product, uh, not great design-wise. I personally have zero aesthetic or design sense. (laughs) Uh, So, we just launched it, we're like, okay, let's just check what kind of feedback do we get from the market. And at that point, our idea was very, very broad. We were like, okay, listen, it's a news product where we are giving out news summaries and it should be for everyone right I mean anyone and everyone and it's Indonesia internet penetration is high uh, people have smartphones uh, so it's a large market right let's just do it let's just reach out to everyone and uh, get started we started with that belief and we ran it for the first six months and the metrics were very bad time spent news read were very bad uh, went back to the drawing board again, That where are we going wrong, right? Because we are very clear that we are not, we will never put out gossip items yeah. or uh, titillating items, right? Um, I mean, be it with nudity or uh, whatever. We are very clear that it's going to be a clean content, very informative content, right? Uh, so why, what is happening, right? And that is when we figured out that we have been putting our TAM, the total addressable market, yep. uh, was incorrect. Hmm. It was too big and not real, right? So went back to the drawing board on what should be our uh, real, uh, real market, yep. right? And uh, finally figured out that the real market is not 150 million or 2 million Indonesians. Uh, it is around 30 to 35 million people. Uh, number one, people who, who have the spell power. Yep. Who would actually appreciate the content, which we are producing. Right. People who read, uh, news from a compass or a CNN or a Datik every day. Right. Right. Uh, those are the right audience for us because they'll appreciate what we do for them. Right. We're making their life easier. Uh, by giving a very clean reading experience Right uh, By giving in a summarized format very long articles so they can consume a lot more information Right We are summarizing content from different social media for them Right Verified channels Again making life easier Uh, So as soon as we changed that addressable market and target audience Yep the metrics started improving Right And improving as in They shot up Yep uh, The amount of news read Shot up four times Time spent Shot up three and a half times It's like massive 3x Of course It's just massive Of course Like today uh, On an average Our our user spends Eight minutes a day Reading Yeah reading, reading news on uh, I don't know. And we are short form so they they're reading a lot, lot, lot more amount of content. Yep, a lot more amount of yep. stories. Yep, right. So that way, is, it has been great. Uh, as soon as we figured out what is our market, right. So uh, so yeah, I mean uh, that small change in making in shrinking our time in making it more targeted
0: helped a lot essentially having a lot of clarity who your target audience is mm-hmm. and then that helps you sort of like guide your marketing strategies correct. talk to the right users correct being a founder there's so many things for, for you to do, right? yeah what has been the three how long have you
1: started Ketitik for, by the way? I came full time around five months back okay uh, but we started the last year I see, yeah so what has been your three top priorities At this point of time. At this point of time, uh, the number one priority is to close our uh, pre-seed funding round. Uh, We are very close uh, to it. Uh, Hopefully by next month, good luck, we'll make an announcement. Uh, Almost there. Almost there. Uh, By next month, we should make an announcement. But that has been the number one priority. And because we are doing it in a different way, our fundraising uh strategy has been very different compared to others uh we have been bringing a lot of angels uh on board angels who are industry experts okay and who are willing to be active contributors mm. for at least next one, one and a half years right be it with engineering be it with product right with uh analytics be it with marketing right so uh, we are very clear on how we want to do it. So uh, there have been some seed funds, some uh, some VCs uh, who have reached out to us, and we have politely declined. We are like next round, yes, we will. But because I feel the the way you build a venture has changed in last one one and a half two years. Mm. Earlier it was the case was very different. It was like okay, here's five million dollars. Go build a venture Hire the smartest Of the people Now You cannot afford to Right So I want to I want to bring Angel investors Who I cannot afford To hire Or whom I cannot Afford (laughs) to pay For consulting also Right So Makes sense Yeah So number one Has been uh, Priority has been uh, uh, Closing the fund Number two uh, Has been Fixing the product Roadmap so we've been doing a lot of study, a uh, lot of user surveys, uh, sitting with our users, uh, sitting with the industry experts, and we've finally fixed our product roadmap. So generally, what happens? Uh, again, correct me if uh, if I'm if I'm going somewhere else because you've done this a lot in the past. So generally, product features are they come from the founders? Or the internal team, definitely, yeah, right. Uh, what I feel is that it should come from outside as well, because for us we keep thinking about it, right? So and we get stuck through uncertain beaches, true, right? But if we have a third person with may or may not be correct, yeah, but it's at least a different viewpoint, yeah, right. So we started speaking to a lot of users, uh, did a lot of blind tests. Uh, in terms of people who have never heard about Kurt, they just gave them the app that he see and uh, thankfully because it's a very social media feel yep. they just figure out okay you just I swipe up to see what I see and then we ask them what if it is you what would you want to, it to be uh, uh, to be improved upon uh, and lot more so fix that product roadmap uh, that is number two uh, it's being taken care of uh, number three uh, has been this podcast and creating a brand around us. Right. Right, right,
0: right.
1: So this podcast is also part of our brand building exercise. Right. Right. Uh, we are too young, uh, not with that kind of money to actually throw out there to create a lot of noise about us. Right. So if, if you cannot create noise, then you become noise yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. And you've got to be a positive noise. Right. right? Yeah. You want to give something back to the yep. people. Yep. Yep. For people to know about you. Yep. Yeah. So that is where this whole podcast also came up. And we got it. Yeah. And how many people do you have in your team now? Uh, right now, total, we
0: are around 23 people. 23. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's this is actually the best time in terms of building culture to the team. <laughs> what are the three most important values that you want to instill to your team? Mm. Good question.
1: So, uh... For us, our team journey uh, has been very interesting. So, uh, our editorial team is an all-women's team. Okay. In Indonesia. Right. Uh, our tech team is based in India. Okay. Uh, but in Indonesia, we have 16 people, of which 15 are women. Oh. <laughs> right? Uh, only one one male, uh, and he's a marketing guy, who's joined us three months back. Until then, it was all-women's team. And uh, what... What we figured, right, that because it was a fresh start for all of us and from the day one we told the girls and everyone has, uh, everyone who's in the team right now, they are from day one. Oh, right. Day one. And uh, our conversation for the first time also was that, hey, listen, it's a fresh board. You have to define what is going to be the culture. You as a team, you have to define. What is going to be our editorial culture? I feel when people say company culture, company culture, you cannot have one culture for the company because there are different teams, which operate differently, you have different cultures, Uh, you have a different tech culture, you have a different sales culture, you have a different editorial culture. an example, in our case, Uh, I'm very proud of the culture, which our editorial team has set for themselves. It is not easy work. Uh, It requires a lot of sacrifices You work on festivals uh, Right You work on weekends You work late night And the girls have been amazing Amazing Uh, Our editorial team is spread across Indonesia We have uh, People in Lombok, Bandung, Bogor, Jogja, Bakasi And uh, we are completely remote Yep And the way they work together, it is so inspiring. We created one editorial playbook in the beginning. Yeah. Post that, we've just been updating on that editorial playbook. Right. But it's the girls. I, to be honest, I take no responsibility uh, of any success which they have had. It is all to them. Uh, We've created strong teams within editorial who work together and who have their own leadership. Which they have chosen within the team oh, oh right uh interesting and only three of uh, the three of the girls on the editorial team they have experience like they've worked with CNN Compass uh one with IDN the rest are all fresh graduates right, right. all journalism graduates right but all fresh graduates right right so uh the way they have grown in their journey. Oh, it is so fulfilling, so fulfilling, because you you've seen them right, you've seen them fresh out of college, and now you see them becoming this amazing person. It's so fulfilling, indeed, indeed. How do you keep them motivated? Ah, so there are. Uh, I I, I think motivation is very overrated. Ah, okay, interesting. Uh, motivation is very overrated. I think. More important is, do you respect your team individually and also as a team, do you respect them? Are you transparent with them? Transparent, yeah. The transparency also comes from respect. If uh, if I respect Jimmy, I'll be very transparent with sure. him. Of course, right. How transparent are you with them in terms of future, runway, everything? I mean, we discuss everything. Uh, Every Monday, we catch up for a good two hours and we'll discuss what is our runway, where's our investment going, what have been the numbers, everything. It's a small team, we discuss everything. Right. Right. Uh, and we uh, get their feedbacks as well. Yep. What do they think? What do their parents think about the product? About the update? So it's good fun. Of course, it's small, so it's easier. Yep. Uh, I, I will not. I'm not sure if we can do this at scale. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, we'd love to, uh, to some amount at least. But yeah, so, so uh, transparency, respect. If you are able to manage these few basic attributes, they'll be motivated. Look, in our case, because they are, this is what they have studied. They have studied journalism. Ah, right. So, I don't need to motivate them in terms of their work. Right, they get motivated as soon as they see how many people are reading their content. Right, the right. content which they are creating. Right, right. That's good motivation, right? Right. We have never fired anyone. Yep. Uh, in our journey, uh, we pay them pretty decent. Uh, so money is uh, is is not a uh, large problem. A uh, lot of these uh, these amazing girls, they they don't have permission from their parents to work so uh, it would not have been possible for them to come and let's say work in jakarta yeah so they are very happy right. that that uh, they, they can contribute a lot more uh, while working remotely from yeah. their home yeah right yeah uh, which is very fulfilling to me as well personally uh, and it creates a very very warm and genuine atmosphere within the team you treat them almost like your partners, right? Being transparent with your runway, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, we do. And I mean, look, this is something which we decided amongst uh, amongst the founders in the very beginning that we will keep this transparency mm. uh, because we are so early in our journey, and uh, they deserve to know it. Right, right. Because it it cannot be the case that. We know that in next two months, we'll be out of money. Yep, And they are stuck. Right. Uh, I don't believe in operating that way. Yeah. Uh, I understand that you should not be that open because things leak out and everything. Yeah. But then yep. that is where you test your culture. That is where you trust that uh, right. test your trust. Right. 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 Uh, for us, it's been from day one. We've t- told them that, hey, listen, this is what it is. This is what it is. Right. Uh, and thankfully for us, we've had some very good supporters. Uh, we've had some very good cheerleaders in terms of investors, uh, in terms of open overall ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, the support has been really amazing. Uh, like even now, uh, we have some of our e- earlier angels. Well, I and mean, just let me know. Just let us know what you need. Uh Is it more money, connects, whatever you need, right? So that is very fulfilling. Uh, That's very fulfilling. I think we are on the right track. Uh, Within the next six months, uh, we start monetization. Uh, We'll start having some revenue in Indonesia. Right. We are going to expand to Singapore, Malaysia, and Philippines. Right. uh, With the the English version. Okay. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, So, yeah, the expansion is also on the card right um okay so yeah, it's going to be good fun i mean yep 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 so with a lot of these fresh graduates we almost need to
0: to get this kind of balance because they're they're highly motivated there's a lot of fire in them so sometimes they're still a little bit rough on their edges so you need to polish them right yeah and when it comes to some i'm not sure if you have to sort of like Switch one person from doing A, doing something like B, <laughs> and and that requires a bit of alignment and like sitting down with them. So so, I was in your shoes once, <laughs> and uh, it took me quite a while to actually <laughs> sit down with them on a period of a few days' time <laughs> to align
1: and realign, align and realign. <laughs> no, uh, fair, absolutely fair. So the way we what we have done right, uh, we have hired. Uh, a very initially, we hired a bunch of experienced people. Right. And then it's all a team of fresh graduates. Right. right. And the way we structured is that it's actually these senior folks are the ones who are going to drive these okay. fresh grads. Right. right. So be it in terms of alignment, be it in terms of uh, change in processes, be it in terms of... Uh, of external motivation if needed, right, it all drives down from top like let's say from me to the experienced batch and then from them to our team of uh, fresh or less experienced team members. Uh, Again, we have an open policy, open door policy at Kartitik. So anyone can reach out to anyone uh, with feedback, criticism. right appreciation anything so uh, but at the same time I don't feel that as founders you should be hands on but you should not get involved in every activity I believe it can be too intimidating because as founder you are too motivated there's a lot there's a lot of it going for you there's a lot of risk which is going on for you and at times, we tend to put that pressure back to the team who might or might not be in that same sense of, uh, same, same frame, mind frame. Right, of course. Right. It's it's not fair to expect yep. uh, them to have the same mind of course. of course. Right. You, massive equity, you, there's a massive upside for you, yep. if you have seen. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the way I see is that, from the very beginning, you need to have smaller teams within one large team and you need to identify leaders. You continuously keep grooming the leaders. And it's, it has to be a trickle effect, right? From founders to leaders, leaders to, yep. uh, uh, to the yep. junior yeah, yep. yep. right? So that is, that is how we operate, yep. uh, even in terms of a tech we operate like that. Yeah. Uh, wherein there is, uh, there is a tech lead based right. in India. Right. Uh, we work very closely with him and he works closely with the engineers. We, of course, have a catch-up with the engineers as well. But again, because we have given a lot of authority to the lead, we let him take the uh, crucial calls. Yeah, right. yep. 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 So that everyone knows
0: who's the leader. Right. Makes sense. So that autonomy that you do <laughs> towards the team, uh, you know, like grooming the right lead and identifying in the first place <laughs> isn't as simple as well. It and doesn't. then grooming as well, it takes so much effort. Correct. So my experience, um, having, you know, like intern, if they're able to spend, say, an hour a day with the senior management, <laughs> there's, uh, you know, like a 70% likelihood, 80% likelihood in six months to 12 months down the road, that they'll be good. Correct. But if you don't spend enough time with them, if it's you know like 50% of that half an hour a day, the
1: likelihood actually drops quite drastically. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. So uh because we are a very lean team, uh initially we did this a lot. Right. Like I used to block my calendars for 90 minutes. Like 90 (laughs) minutes with one editor, 90 (laughs) minutes with one editor, 90 minutes with one editor. Nice. Uh and it's It used to be almost the same talk, but different different people, right? But we kept uh, this as a practice for a while, uh, so that the idea is that let's get to know each other better, yep, yep. right? And everyone operates in a very different way, right? I mean, some operate with the with a stick mentality, some operate with the carrot mentality, right, 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 right. some operate out of humbleness. Yep. they are very different operating models. And uh, we wanted to figure out what operating models work best for which team. Uh, so we spent a lot of time with leaders. Yeah, from the very beginning, we were clear that we want to build leaders from day 10 or day 15. Right. right. You can't do it from day one, to be honest. Right. Uh, I also feel you can't hire a leader uh, in a startup. Huh. Uh, you yeah. cannot. Yeah, you know, it's you. Have uh, someone with twenty years of experience and tell them you're the leader. No, doesn't work. Yeah, agree. Doesn't work. Agreed. Right. You have to identify people. Uh, we did that. We did. We did it pretty strongly in the in in the early quarter of uh, of starting to build Kirtik. So it, that was pretty interesting experience. Uh, I think it's a continuous process. Now, when we expand, we have to do it again. But now it's going to be slightly easier because I will include my leaders to help identify other leaders. Oh, right. While I I am also involved, yeah, uh, or my other co-founders also involved, but it will become a gradually an easier process.
0: Right. Yeah. So just wanted to share one of the challenges that I face is that. Um, when uh, the founders or the sen- most senior management spend enough time with the team, the, uh, the fire in them, hmm. you see a lot of fire. Okay. To, they'll, they'll stay up until late at night. Okay. Okay. But as the team grows and expands, uh, you won't be able to spend enough time with certain teams, right? Okay. Even though things are already sort of like consist, consistent, stable. And sometimes the seniority and you the experience that you bring in the senior management brings in yeah. helps identify problems, which you know some of the younger leaders wouldn't be able to do so. Correct, and and um and as a result, if those things are not identified, it of course sometimes snowballs into certain things. Mm. Do you have any idea on how to solve that? No.
1: Absolutely no. But I I agree with you one hundred percent. Because I have been part of teams personally, Yep. where it's a very close knit team, yeah. When we are very small, and then we're like, boom, there's there's a massive growth which happens, Yep. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you had access to your founders; you could just give them a call, but not anymore, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's not that they're doing it on purpose, yeah. But well, they have too much on their plate, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. That one two hundred journey, yep. uh, is very intense for the founders, yeah. Right uh, So I absolutely have no idea yeah. To be honest yeah. On uh, on how to do that I really hope in the first place We get into that point Where there is that 1 to 100 journey Right now it's 0 to 1 journey right for us But I have to be honest I have no zero idea Yeah uh, I speak to a lot of founders I try to pick their brain Yeah uh, On how like for example I ask the same thing to uh, uh, Masari uh, Founder of uh, Flip Yeah Right, because he's been doing this for long and he's been doing it since he was like uh, in his early 20s. Wow, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, And he's seen the journey. His journey has been very interesting. So he started Philip. Philip was profitable even before they raised a single penny from outside. Right. It was a very small lean team. Very lean team. And then they raised money and then they raised massive. They have raised like more than 100 million. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the team has suddenly become 600 people. Yeah. Right. And he himself is a very young guy. He's now twenty twenty nine. 29. <laughs> and he's hiring people who are in their late thirties. Right. Very experienced folks. And I was asking him like, how do you keep them motivated? Right? How, how does this happen? Uh, earlier, it was a small team. And lot of them are still with him. They're still part of the team. So even he was like, look, I can't give you a clear answer on this. Because there's no clear method to it. There is no clear method. Unfortunately, there's no clear method. But if they feel that you are still the same person at heart, you're still the same genuine guy whom you were in your 0 to 1 journey, they'll continue to love you. Again, love is a a very strong emotion. But what I mean is, again, they'll continue to respect you. Half of these things, they come from respect. I should respect Jimmy to work very closely and strongly for and with Jimmy. Right? It comes from respect. We We hear so much about why not to work with toxic managers and who are toxic managers for me uh, it's very straightforward anyone whom I can't respect I can't really work closely with it has to stem from respect right and by respect I don't really mean that I really look up to you yeah I mean I respect the way you operate yeah I respect the way you understand your own surroundings yeah I respect the way you respect people or you treat people basics but yeah to i have i have absolutely no idea i believe we will all learn uh i mean you have you've had that journey right what has been your experience it's
0: not the easiest thing to solve i have absolutely. to remind them over and over again because i think they would they i sometimes they don't identify the problem when they told me and then i dig deep that it's actually the problem yes. that i need to take an action correct and then the second part of it is basically um Telling them that, because uh, a lot of times uh, when they when they need my decision, because they they, they are afraid to make mistakes, right? Correct, And and I usually tell them that hey, there are two types of mistakes: mistakes that would bankrupt the company, mistakes that don't bankrupt the company. Mm. So what it means is that if you make a decision and if the loss is not more than one juta rupiah, or two juta rupiah, whatever that is, mm. go ahead and make a decision. You fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say that you fuck up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 basically tell everyone what you learn from it. Yeah. Right? But still, you know, um they are some people are still quite hesitant to do that. Sure. So you just have to remind them over and over again. I think what's most important when they eventually fucked up, which they will, we eventually Which we, everyone does. Right? Yeah.
1: I think our response to that is very critical. Absolutely. No, no, I agree hundred one hundred percent to this. So you you put out I think two important points. One is the importance of small experiments. I personally feel any startup is a mix of hundred small experiments, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is that is what <laughs> is one startup, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, early stage startups, right? Uh, experiment. And second, very crucial because uh, this we have seen. I have seen personally as an employee. Uh, myself and my journey That A lot of managers Or senior management Or the founders At times they don't react Really well To a failed experiment Right Which you can't do I mean You've got to Respond with learnings You've got to respond With respect Right Right Because without experiments You're nothing Yep Yep, yep. Uh, There is Look if there was A clear playbook then all of us would have been billionaires and millennials. Right. There isn't one. Yep. <laughs> Got to experiment. Right. That's the only way. Yeah. No, but I, I absolutely agree. So true. So
0: I would also tell the team that we, some of them would wait until we have a weekly meeting. Then they tell me that, hey, I need your decision. Sure. So I told them that, hey, uh, you know, if it's so important and urgent, time sensitive, just speak me out. Definitely respond to you. Yeah. They are sort of like hesitant because they see that you're so busy, your calendar is so packed, carol and so okay. yeah. That consistent reminder again. There's no silver bullet. Hmm. Doesn't fully
1: solve the problem. Sure. You just have to keep at it. Sure, sure. No, no. I, I agree completely. I think over here, it's it's also important that you create a create a s- strong uh, a strong mid management. Mm. By mid-management, I mean a strong a uh, strong force of people who are capable of making decisions yep. uh, quickly yep. on your behalf Yep. The right. who have that autonomy uh, to make quick decisions yep. on your behalf because you they can't involve you in every decision mm. For us right now, because we are at such a scale that uh, I can get involved in everything but let's say, at your scale, uh, where you're talking about 300 people, uh, it's... your day is full of small decisions. Right. Full of small and large decisions, but mostly small decisions by everyone. Yep. Right. And you can't be part of every decision <laughs> out that. <there. laughs> <laughs> so I think if, if you have uh, a bunch of leaders... Uh, leaders, I mean, again, leaders can be leaders with title, with designations, or, PR can, or can be leaders, just leaders. Yep. Yeah Right. Who are who can take that decision very quickly on your behalf? I think that is that is that'll that'll solve a lot of lot of problems. That's true. That's true. So well
0: yes uh, one final section that I wanna talk yeah. to you about is about go to market strategies. Sure. And different uh startups have different go to markets. I'm sure you've talked to Flip, a CEO and founder. Yeah. He's, he's he's found an amazing uh go to market strategy. Okay. And in your opinion, what are the key elements to look for or factors to identify
1: that this is the right good? That's a that's a deep question. Uh, again, I'm not an expert uh, at this. Uh, I I read a lot. I I consume a lot of content, and I speak to a lot of people, mean uh early stage founders, investors, and lot more. And that is how I uh, get my understanding uh, and my knowledge. What I have figured out is that especially from a GTM perspective, people don't really spend time in the market understanding it. Mm. They basically just read some report, uh, speak to two people and launch. Right. I don't think that is the right approach. Uh, especially as a founder, I uh, be I feel if you're starting up, you should you should spend at least a quarter, minimum a quarter, speaking to users, speaking to different set of people before starting. Right, right, right. First case before yep. starting. Yeah. Same goes for launching features or launching new products. There is a school of thought: launch fast, fail fast. Yep. I don't agree to that, uh, not anymore. Again, as I said, the times have changed. Uh, launch fast, fail fast used to work when there was money in abundance. Right. When there was a lot of money available, easy money available, it used to work. You could keep doing quick experiments, quick experiments, which were expensive. experiments, Right. Right. In this macroeconomics, it's better to take your time. It's better to study the market and then operate with a certain level of confidence mm. because you've studied the market. Mm-hmm. Because you've spent time, you at least have fair amount of certainty, right? Because it is backed by numbers, it's yep. backed by your experience. Yep. Yep. yep, Right. So that is one very crucial part. Second is uh, the problem which happened with us. Yep, We overestimated the market size. And it has happened with a lot of people. I mean, it has happened with a lot of founders in large markets like India, right? Oh boy, there's such a massive population. Uh, internet penetration is high, everything. Boss, the paying customers, it's the same 10-15 million. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same set of customers which everyone one has. Yes. Right. So how are you going to justify your growth? How are you going to justify your valuations? Is right? uh so identify that uh that market size it's, it's that's very very crucial extremely crucial uh oversizing it in our own heads yeah. uh, is the worst thing which you can do of course uh because that gives you a false sense of size and scale yeah. Yeah. uh which creates a lot of illusions yeah uh so yeah of course uh rest from a GTM perspective I Again, mean, I feel that uh, you you need to be out there in the market speaking to people. Yeah, that's the best thing. True. I mean, no no consulting report or white papers are right. gonna, uh, uh, or or researches will help you. Of course, of you. course, of course of Uh course. Spend some time. Yep. Be on the road. Yep.
0: yep. Spend time. Even ChatGPT won't be able to help you on this one. No, it won't. <laughs>
1: Definitely not. Otherwise, sure. otherwise ChatGPT would be a billionaire by now. Correct. <laughs> So it's the same thing, right? bro? That's what we discussed, right? I mean, there is no one short shot way to building a startup or a GTL, right? There's no one short shot short way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I speak to a lot of founders, they, they 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 share their journey about expanding into Indonesia. Yeah, a lot of founders who have come from outside here yeah. who don't know yeah. their learnings as well. And this is one consistent learning, which I've seen, which they regret as well that hey, we should have spent at least a quarter. Yeah. By ourselves. Yeah. 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 Going across and speaking to different yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, Most of them, they're like, okay, let's do a zoom call with a couple of founders. It doesn't work. No, definitely. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. how's your bahasa, by the way? Uh, my bahasa is decent. Uh, okay. it's It's good enough to live. Okay. Uh, I personally am very bad with picking up languages. To be honest, right. like my son speaks really well. Okay. And Bahasa is very easy, right? That's uh, there's That's no true tense. Uh, yeah. Uh. The language is extremely yep. easy. Yep. And everyone says that for me it should have been much more easier because I lived in Malaysia for four years, <laughs> and Malay is slightly similar. Yep. 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 Uh, but I am very bad at picking up languages. Yep. Uh. But yeah, it's, it's decent. I can live. Is your
0: Bahasa good enough for you to do a user interview? No, it isn't. It isn't. So, wanted to touch on this point yeah. a little bit. And over time, what we've seen is that there are a lot of, you know, like no one Indonesian founders yet yeah. uh, who actually come into Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Probably people like myself uh Indonesian founders, but who don't live a lot of their time in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And, and that there's a set of challenges Correct. to do that, right? Correct. And what are the challenges that you face, True. number one? And then how do you... Uh, identify and overcome these challenges Sure, sure, that's
1: a good question Very, very, very interesting question So, uh, so one part is uh, how well do you know the place, right? And then how well do you know the culture and people and the language part? So, thankfully for us, uh, being in the market in Indonesia for the last six years yep, right uh, So, fairly aware of the culture, fairly aware of the people especially i'm fairly aware of my target segment right because i've wo- i worked with them very closely oh, okay. i've worked with them very closely right, right. right. so uh, that helped but on the flip side you really don't know the micro cultures the macros of yeah, the culture yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah. so for that you need to start talking to people uh i can't probably personally do a full review full user review but i can still pull off enough to get their feedback so generally i do it with my team i I'll, I'll ask one of the girls to come team mm-hmm. me yeah, let's do it I, random uh, random tests uh, we will do but yes you you ask a very valid question uh, especially because we are we are a b2b and b2c company yeah of course right of course Our users are b2b from up yeah. on the b2c yeah. side yeah our monetization is on the B2B side. Monetization is sorted. I've been working with the brands, I've been working with enterprises for all this while. So that's B2B side. Yeah. B2C side is... I, I personally feel, of course, it's challenging for me uh, because I'm not a native Indonesian. But I feel it's challenging for an Indonesian also. Even they don't know... Uh, uh, I mean, if if they would, then you would not see these many failed startups. Yes. Right? Yes. So, you would to identify... Look, your problem identification is very important. Lot of time, what seems like a problem is actually not a problem. Yep. Yep. Right? It seems like a problem, but it's no. It's not a bloody problem. Right? So, is your problem real? That is very crucial. Like for example, in terms of Kartyatik, we identified three major problems. First, is that the news reading experience in terms of UI, UX, is still stuck in 2010. Yes. Second problem, it's long form. Yep. And unfortunately, most of us don't have the patience anymore. Yep. To read everything in long form. Yep. If there is something which we are really interested in, we will read the whole thing. Yep. But if not, then just tell me. Just tell me bro, that's it, yeah. just tell me. Right? Sometimes you go to the third page to yeah, like, search what you're looking for. Absolutely. right. That is number two. Number three is the overall experience of news reading, where you have ads coming out of nowhere. You're trying to re- read an article, there will be a video popping up. Yep. Yep. Right? Yeah. So many weird personalized ads going here and there. These were the three major problems. Yep. Then there are other micro-problems which we have identified, a lot of micro-problems. But I will not get into those. We started first with the fact that are these three real problems? Yeah. If these three are real problems, then a solution makes sense. Right? So it started from that point and that is where we started speaking to a lot of people. In fact, okay, so even before we launched, we would spoken to more than six thousand people. Oh. Six thousand. We did. A, we ran surveys with yep. companies. Yep. Uh, asking them different set of questions. Right. Again, six thousand is not a very large base, yep. but I think it's a it's a sizable base. Definitely. definitely. To get you an right. idea. Yeah. And it was ninety nine ninety three percent. Ninety three percent of the people agreed that these three are major problems. Right. 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 So okay, then we identified the problem right, right. That's the first thing Right, Most important thing The problem is the real Yeah. Now you build Now you build a solution Right Fortunately, unfortunately The business in which we are As, uh, as a company It's not a very lucrative business For venture capital mm. uh, Which we are very okay with Again, there are uh, I keep speaking to a lot of venture capitals And uh, They are very surprised with the way we pitch. Like for example, my pitch is very straightforward. We are building a non-addictive app. Okay. They're like, what? Yeah. It should be addictive. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, okay, right now uh, a user is spending eight minutes on our app. If anyone is spending more than 15 minutes on Kartitik app, I believe they have a problem. You should not consume that much amount of news content. It's not good for you. It's not healthy for your for your mind. It's a short form content. Within 20 seconds, you can read one article, one summary. 15 minutes is a long time. 20-30 articles. Yeah. And it's all personalized for you. Yep. It's personalized based on what do you want to read, what categories you're interested in. Uh, So as soon as we tell that we are building a non-addictive experience, they're like but I'm pretty okay As a company, what we are building is we are building a base of premium users Users who have the ability to spend money because they earn Users who respect a specific form of content Users who read a specific form of content Look, these are the users which every brand wants Of course Right and because we operate from a point of respect for our users, our hope and our belief is that the users will also keep spending uh, time over a period of long a long time with Kattatya, right? So then it will become easier for us even to build a sustainable culture, right? Uh, in terms of monetization right. is what I mean, right? See, I mean, it's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, the way the way we are operating, even from a fundraising perspective, it is very different uh, comparatively. Yep. Uh, we get a lot of lot of this that why you're not putting AI based recommendations. Yep. I'm like, look, you sh- AI is great. I'm a big fan, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna insert AI in spaces where it should not be. Just to give you one example. Let's say you are a you are a right-wing radical. Okay. Let's say you're a right-wing radical. And you consume your news from portals which use AI as a recommendation engine. Now what that will do is it will only keep pushing you articles about right-wing and how right-wing is great. Now tomorrow when Jimmy is meeting someone else who does not agree with your view, you cannot have a conversation with that opposite person. News should make you a well-rounded person in terms of your worldview and information. Makes sense. Recommendation engine is great for yep. music. Yep. I agree completely. Yep. It's great for music. Yep. But not for this. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Does it increase stickiness? Oh, yes, it does. Is it, is it going to be worse in the long term? I don't think so, personally. And these are some decisions which we have to take in the very early journey. Right. Uh, very early stages of your journey and we took that. Uh, I wrote as well that why Kurt Atik will never use a recommendation engine right. for news. Wow. Right. Uh, it's a tough decision. Of course. It's a tough course. decision. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's
0: that's our stand-on. Do you think that will hinder your growth? Number one, in terms of, uh, say, um, user base. Number two, in terms of getting
1: investors to invest in you? Uh, I don't think so it's going to hinder our uh, growth. Especially in terms of user base. Because the way now, that we've gotten our clarity, right? In terms of who our users are. Yep. Yep. So that is clear. Yeah. Right. And... Uh, what we have figured out is that the, the set of users which we are targeting they actually respect the uh, the cleanliness mm. of the experience which we are offering right uh, just to give you an example, let's say there are reports about suicides or in uh, depression yeah right and it's part of news right of course. Now, you indulge with two or three such short news on our app. You share one of them with your friends. Now, if there is an algorithm added out there, boss, you're done. Within one week, you'll be depressed (laughs) because you will be pushed so much of that content. Right? Now, uh, the way we see it is that, yes, it is possible that our growth might not be as quick as someone who's using an algorithm. But we will be able to sustain growth over a long period of time in this format. So let's say for example, if there is someone who's using algorithm in a similar format, they might be able to grow quickly in terms of users in the short frame, short period. But we are looking at the long game. Over a long period, we will be able to uh, have a more sustained growth, sustainable growth uh as as i as i like to mention yeah. it's a sustainable group yeah. which we will have we are experimenting a lot we are going to introduce short form videos news videos now uh again same format very clean non- uh, recommendation engine based right. based on your interest right right right, right 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 so uh yeah I think I i think in short uh, to answer your question in short run it might hinder uh explosive growth yep, yep. But in long term, I think it's this is the way forward. Uh, When it comes to investors, I think the market is so different right now that uh, even the investors are not very sure on what do they want. Uh, If you go to them right now and you're non revenue, they'll tell you, no, uh, we want revenue. If you are at revenue, they will tell that, no, we want 10x revenue Yeah If you're at 10x revenue They'll tell that We want profit Yeah Profit Yeah uh, So it's a very Weird time right now uh, And I don't I mean uh, I sympathize with them Because uh, The uncertainty Is very heavy uh, Their LPs Must be putting A lot of pressure On them as Definitely. well Definitely uh, Because the markets Are that Yeah So there's a lot Of uncertainty I mean you see Right How many seed Or pre-seed deals Have be happened in this year Not much Very few Not much Very few Right. I I mean, I, I feel the impact is going to be visible next year. I think we'll have a lot of dead co-spaces, office yeah. spaces. Yeah, It's already happening. Yep. But you'll have a lot of dead startups yeah. next yeah. year. I mean, startups who still have another seven months or eight months of runway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. not getting uh, the next rounds, it's going to be tricky. Yeah, it's going to Make be. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, just a few last questions. Hmm. Um.
0: What has been your one of your best hacks for yourself to keep your productivity and motivation up as a founder? Oh, my personal
1: hack, yeah. Uh again, it it depends, It uh, varies from people to people, right? In my case, it was having a very uh, very honest chat with myself. Okay. Uh in the beginning of my journey. Right. That hey, listen, you are into this hundred percent. Right what can you do as a person to improve your own productivity to improve your own uh own presence of mind right uh, i had that very honest chat with myself and i figured out that there was few things which was not i was not doing correct okay uh like alcohol consumption i was, mm. I, was uh, I was drinking a w- way bit more than i should be uh, of course, it used to help in terms of getting meet people, yeah, uh, yeah. investors, yeah. And a lot yeah. more. But when I analyzed, I feel I felt that it was there was more harm than good. Than good. Uh, so I took that call uh, in the beginning of the year. That uh, let's Quit. go sober. Uh, Similarly, health. Right. I mean, your productivity is linked so much to your health, mental and physical. Mental and physical uh just figured that out as well uh, so started working out uh I used to smoke a lot uh I quit smoking uh wow uh, yeah I've been a smoker for the last 20 years that's amazing man yeah I've moved from smoking to vaping and now I've quit nicotine completely that's me uh yeah they are small things uh, but again they these comp- they compound. So like today itself, I see at least a 5x increase in my productivity only because I've quit alcohol. Really? 5x? Yes. Because it compounds. Like one night of that drinking carries over for next three days. Oh man, because we're getting old, right? Yeah, (laughs) we're getting old. We're getting old. Even for young people, I mean the body takes time to flush out the alcohol, right? It keeps you stuck. It makes you lazy. Makes you take weird decisions, uh, which you regret uh, later. So the, the interesting thing about alcohol is that you know the risks of what you're doing after you're drunk. What alcohol does, it it just makes you not care about those risks. Yep, true. It makes you not care about the consequences. Right, right. Like driving, you know that you're not in a position to drive I mean, after drinking. Yeah. You just don't care. Yeah, i kid. We'll see, man. Yep. yep. I can't afford to do that now. Yeah. I've got twenty other people who are directly uh, dependent on me. Yep. All right. So, uh, but I again, mean, it's a very personal thing. I feel that I operate best without uh, alcohol. And uh, and these last eight months, if I've learned anything, is that I'm better off alcohol without being an entrepreneur or irrespective of that. Personally, I'm better off uh, without better off without without, without alcohol. Uh, that's really interesting.
0: So the shift to entrepreneurship has shifted a lot of habits and
1: questions about your long-standing habits. Correct, and you make the changes. Correct, correct. correct. I mean, it's been a very introspective journey. I mean, there's a lot of introspection which has happened, right? On look, I cannot expect my team to give hundred percent if I'm not giving hundred percent. Completely. And how, why am I not able to give 100%? What are the roadblocks? You, I, I mean, I, I had to sit back and figure out how, why, right? And so it's, a, it's a very, I mean, we started this, you started, you asked this question in the beginning, right? The risks are so high. If the risks are so high, you would want to give more than your 100%. Definitely. Every right? day. Every, every day. day. Every day. Day in, day out, you have to. Uh, there are a lot of financial risks which you're taking. Like today, I'm earning less money than I used to pay taxes every month, right? I used, to, I used to pay more in taxes than what I'm earning right now, today. Now, I have to make those decisions, right? Do I want to spend this money on alcohol, for example? Right. right. I mean, people say that, oh, hey, listen, I mean, uh, oh, no, I did not quit because of the financial impact. I did not quit drinking because of that. But no, for me, yeah, that is also important. Right. It is important. Right. It is going to compound. Right. Apart from everything, it's going to compound. So anything which is stopping me from giving my 100%, I have to think. Yeah. I have to prioritize that. Right. 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 Yeah, it's it's been interesting. So it's amazing how um, everything
0: is actually linked together. Yeah. Whatever that you do, your family, your habits, and entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. And, And you just have to find alignment. Is every single yes,
1: yes. Again, there is no playbook. It's a very individual thing, right? Because I mean, uh, for some, it might be uh, it might be a different attribute. It might be a different habit which they have, which actually is keeping them down. Yeah. Uh, it might not be a substance. But it might be the way they think. Probably, yep. right. Yep. What is crucial is that you have that very honest conversation with yourself uh, mm. lot of time I think we are not able to have it we we can't we, can't. Uh, uh, we tend to we tend to avoid our own thoughts uh, we tend to avoid our own opinions uh, internally which I believe creates a lot more problems in the long term than benefit That's that's absolutely right one final question, begin yeah.
0: What advice do you have for founders who are at your stage now at the pre-sit round or in their sit round, raising their sit round? Mm.
1: Uh the rule of the uh, the rule of the game has changed. Uh so if if you have seen last four or five years, uh the rules were very different. Uh building uh a, a VC backed venture. The rules have changed. So, uh, two to three do uh, adv- Not really an advise, but this is a learning which, uh, it's my learning, so which I can share. Number one, uh, have a large founding team. Founding team. Watch founding yeah. team. Yeah, so I feel uh, gone are the days where awesome. one founder or yeah. two founder can start. Uh, my suggestion would be have at least four to five uh, okay. co-founders. Okay. Uh, co-founders from different a uh, stream of uh, expertise uh, they should fit together right they should fit together in terms of building that business uh, from a leadership perspective that is number one uh, if possible different kind of people people who have different operating styles because I think that helps uh, so large founding team number one number two get active angel investors uh, get investors whom you would love to hire, but you kind of but you <laughs> can't afford to, uh, or can't even afford to pay them for consulting. Yep. Okay. Like I'll i give you an example. Uh, we recently onboarded uh, Manoj Avasthi. He is uh, he was senior VP at Tokopedia Engineering. Okay. Now he's CTO at Julo. I understand. Right. Yeah. Now for for us at this stage, even if we wanted one hour of his time with our engineering team to fix our architecture. It would have been impossible. Today, not only he has given us money, but he's also invested in our success. So he's giving us time as well. Right. As a founder, you can't ask for more. Yeah, of course. Right. It's the best deal. That's the best deal. (laughs) That's the best deal. So work on that. It is not easy. It is not easy to bring such angels, to be honest. It takes a lot of time and effort. I mean, we are today at uh, this restaurant, Royal Kitchen. Yeah. I am here almost four to five, uh, five days a week, bringing and talking to angels. Oh, Uh, I've made this uh, place a sort of my, my go to place in terms of uh, speaking to angels, convincing them to come on board. Right. Again, uh, it's the same thing, right? I want active angels. There are some angels who are very clear that, boss, listen, here's the money. Yeah. Don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) We respect that uh, as well. But 75% of the angels which which we have are active angels. Awesome. Uh, So bring that. Try to bring your future customers as your angels. Okay. Right. Uh, If you have identified... uh, who, who your investor who your uh, customers will be try to bring them uh, mm-hmm. as agents they'll give you that insight when you get onto your monetization right right and third again have that have that honest chat with yourself so these are the three three observations uh, three uh, three learnings which i've had which i can sh- which i can share with uh, others who are in the similar journey um uh, yeah I mean and uh, sorry the last one the last one is don't let don't let anyone else convince you that you are not on the right track or you're not on the right path it should come from you it should come from you again it boils down to having that honest talk with yourself clarity right clarity it it boils down to that but don't don't let people around you influence you. The decision. Yep. The decision. It can be anyone. It can be a venture capital. It can be uh it can be another founder. Yeah. Anyone. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, it has to come from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Vipin Thank you. It's such a pleasure talking to you and learning from you. Uh, likewise thank you. Steve, thank you so much. Good having you. Uh it's it's very interesting that you you took this initiative. You wanted to have this chat uh coming on to our channel and hosting us. Uh thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Best of luck. Yeah, likewise. Pleasure is all my day. thank you. Thank you. Thank you.